Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. Guess fucking what, ladies and gentlemen? The Chicago Cubs have swept the New York Mets, and I have a quick story to open the show. Like, this one's just going to grab your attention. You're going to want to stay the whole show, I promise. So, if in case you didn't know, I post all of our, like, kind of little clips and stuff that we do here at Cubs on Tap that we get edited by our media goat, Mr. Brian Lefevre. Over on my TikTok account. And I had some little punk Mets fan on Monday when Tyler said the Cubs were going to sweep the Mets. Say, this is funny. And I got the sweet, sweet, sweet satisfaction of telling that same little punk, is this still funny tonight after the Cubs sweep the Mets? I'm Ron Luce. I am joined by the one, the only, the Mr. Juice Man himself. Buddy, how are you, my friend? Cubs got a sweep. It's Wednesday night. We made it through hump day. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. As you, as you can see in my background to the, I think it would be your left, uh, you can see it's laundry day in Casa de la Juice. Got some stuff hanging out. Doing some uh, household cleaning around the house just to fit with the theme of the Cubs sweep of the Mets this week. Um, it was nice to see this. I know we were talking about this series in particular um, a couple weeks ago on this show, when it was the Loose and Juice show, um, talking about how there weren't many teams left on the schedule that the Cubs could, you know, do like a measuring stick against to see how far they are from contending. And hey, man, like it looks like they switched lanes a little bit. It was mm-hmm. cool to watch them sweep this series, and uh, I enjoyed, you know, the last three games. And hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get a good recap on this, and, and they'll carry this momentum. Uh, throughout the rest of the season here yeah absolutely and you know what like it's really nice when we go between shows juice and i don't have to change the w flag off my hat because i hate doing that i hate having to flip the cubs head upside down making it hang off to the left you know when it expresses how i'm feeling we're right dead center we're w's tonight we're feeling really good because again like you said cubbies sweep the mets and Juice, this wasn't just a normal sweep, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a couple of my favorite uh my favorite comments here already that we've got in the comment section. This might be my favorite. It's the LOL Mets <laughs> comment. Um, I agree, Braves over Mets. Um, you know it, that that's a good one as well. And and trumpets is the new calling card uh, for the Cubs bats because again, in New York, the Cubs bats did what they needed to do. Win on Monday. Tyler and I got to talk about it a little bit here on the show. Uh, we did not have a show yesterday. A great game, though. Uh, the Cubs got to Jacob DeGrom. They did exactly what Tyler and I talked about on Monday. Hey, the Cubs got after Carlos Rodon in their win in, in the Giants series, right? Hey, he yeah, he was great. Five and a third, 11 Ks, looked really good. As a matter of fact, a little bit of news today coming out that Carlos Rodon wants to be a Chicago Cub juice, and maybe that was part of it. Maybe it's like, son of a bitch, I just paid 11 of them, and they they get me with a lead leaving, and you hear Wrigley, and you hear the fans. It's a Friday. You know what I mean? And it was a Friday 305 start. It wasn't even a Friday 120 start that he got to experience juice. So you, you build on that, right? Like this Cubs team can beat up aces. They showed that on that Rodon start. They beat up Jacob DeGrom yesterday, got to him for three runs. Obviously, the fourth run came after the fact. But nonetheless, you got to him for enough runs to drive him from the game with a lead. Adrian Sampson was dominant, looked really good. Another quality start. Fun freaking fact, Juice. If it wasn't for Smiley only going five tonight, we would have had a quality start from every single Cubs pitcher in this series. And even then, you still got at minimum five from every single starter. And it wasn't Marcus Stroman. It wasn't Justin Steele. It wasn't Keegan Thompson. It was Adrian Sampson, Javier Assad, and Drew Smiley. They got it done. And I'll tell you what, I am I am on cloud what 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 what's what is it? 338, 335 in the left field corners, right field corners. That's where I'm at right now, Juice, because I am so excited over the fact that and you and I talked about it, right? When we were talking about the schedule, you alluded to it a little bit, just a little bit ago. We were t- looking at the rest of the schedule and saying the Mets and the Phillies are the best teams they play the rest of the season at that time. You just swept probably the best team you're going to play because the Mets are higher than the Phillies in, in, in the in the NL East. The Phillies are third. Yeah, they're knocking on the playoffs. That's all great and dandy. But New York is, is pretty much owned the division most of the year. 
they come in, they take care of business. And I mean, juice where to start, right? The bat showed up, the pitching showed up. Like this was a complete series. This arguably juice, I'm going to proclaim it from the rafters. And when Brian Lefevre, our media goat looks at our, our recording tonight and sees this clip, I hope he clips it for us. This series juice might be one of the most complete series the Cubs have played the entire season. Entire season. You got great pitching. The bullpen showed up. The bats were lively. They And you beat up a lot of really good starters. It's not like they went against this, you know, a team's three, four, five guys that are sub to par average. You went against Jacob DeGrom. You went against Drew Peterson, who... Coming in tonight, had a better ERA than Drew Smiley, and they got him for six runs and chased him in the first. Like, you went against some great pitching. And Chris Bassett's no joke either that they played on Monday. And in the same breath, you got a sweep over a really, really good team. I don't know about you, Juice. This might be, as a Cubs fan, my favorite series of the season so far, just because the situation they're in, how the team showed up, and the end result. It all came together, and this this is the mold now. If I'm a if I'm the Cubs front office, if I'm a Cubs fan, I take this and I roll this into the offseason and say, look what they can do with the talent they currently have. Just wait until they add a Trey Turner, a Carlos Rodon, you know, some of these prospects. Just wait. Now all of a sudden, this series is just it's 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 the hors d'oeuvres juice in your five course meal analogy, my friend. And I, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm an, I'm done talking. I'm just so excited, juice, because again, we haven't gotten to say it a lot this year. So I'm going to say it one more time before I turn the mic over to you, my friend. The Cubs swept the New York Mets, and it's so sweet to say your thoughts. Yeah, I want to build on a lot of what you said because I think a lot of what you said is is warranted and true. Uh, I I think. As a Cub fan, you could look at this series in a lot of different, you know, colored glasses. I think the first one is is that they played that good of baseball under circumstances that I think are the hardest to play baseball under. There's nothing to play for. It's easy for all these nine guys to just throw their at bats in there and get to the offseason healthy. And I'm sure all of them have vacations booked in three weeks, ready to get some R and R. And it's easy to go into this series against the Mets and go, they have so much to play for. We have nothing to play for. So feathering the captain, David Ross for getting these guys moving. I've said it several times on this show over the course of this second half, because it is hard to motivate a team that doesn't have much to play for. Very difficult, especially guys who are making money. I mean, let's, let's be honest. They're going to get paid no matter what. I mean, look at Jason Hayward. He's getting paid all the way until the end. He hasn't played baseball since what April, May. Yeah, I mean, it's this is where this team is at. And I think that when we look back, I, I think you put it so beautifully that this is – I almost kind of want to take what you said and kind of pour it into an analogy. When you're driving down the expressway, as we know, the right lane is always 55, 60, hanging around, just kind of driving around. Maybe you're getting off at an exit real soon. You know, Maybe you're older and you're not comfortable driving, whatever. But I think this series is the series that the Cubs made the move from the right lane to the middle lane and put everybody on notice mm. that we are open for business because those the timing of the Trey Turner and the Carlos Rondon stuff is not coincidence. It is exactly the truth that these agents and these guys who are out here who are trying to get the Cubs to move closer to contending have put the Cubs on notice that there are players that are very talented who are going to hit the open market and are going to be there to be had, and they want to play for you. I, I don't know how true that statement is, but it's definitely true that the Cubs are going to have money to spend and that these players are going to play for the team that gives them the highest you know, AVV per, per contract. Sure. So let's just look at it as they moved to the middle lane tonight and this whole series just strictly because I think that, like you said, it shows that this mold and this type of team makeup can work. You know, absolutely in tonight's game, there was no bash it against the wall, right? It was death by a thousand cuts. And yeah. you know what? In a lot of times against an ace, 
You're not squaring up a guy and hitting it 108. You're just not doing that. So what did they do? They they made things happen. They bunted the ball around the field last night. They dumped the ball into the corners and, and ran the bases tonight, took extra bases. It was a beautiful thing to see because this is exactly what Jed Hoyer has preached he wants his baseball teams to look like. Mm. And they did it against a playoff team. That's mm. something that can't be looked past. No. And I think if we're going to look at this series and we're going to look at through look through it as a builder, I think this is the moment where it almost dictates that the Cubs are definitely much closer than they are farther away from being a team that can compete. I don't know if they're going to win a division next year because I don't know who they're signing. But with this team and with this core, and as these guys are growing, we are seeing good things. And it's just a, it's a stamp of approval, right? That this series shows in the whole organizational philosophy of what the Cubs want to be for the next couple of years that, Hey, it works and it works Mm -hmm. against great competition. And this is exactly the place that I think players kind of want to be because they are allowed to be themselves. I was at the Cubs, you know, South Bend game last night and to watch them win and that dugout and all the fun they have, they have this thing where they win and they sprint that the, all the bullpen guys sprint down the line to grab all of the gear and all the things after. And they, all sprinted together on top. They were high five and high five and fans signing for fans running through with the, with the Gatorade jugs to pour it all onto the uh, Fabian Pertus who ended up having the, uh, the RBI single to give them the lead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Pablo Aliendo who, you know, who tied the game with, with his, uh, his base hit. It was, it's a culture that I think players around the MLB are seeing now. Maybe it doesn't pay dividends for what those guys saw on the other side in South Bend, the Cornhusker, the, the, the team from the Cedar Rapids. Um, I think it's the corn something, um, mm-hmm. corn rails, or I don't know. It's, I always forget. But Something, um, something about corn. corn. It's always corn. <laughs> um, but with that said, I think that those are moments and those are things that stick in the mind of – players when they are building organizations on having that type of comfortability, that ability to be themselves. And I think a lot of why we're hearing these things is because they want to play for a team manager and a a player's coach like David Ross. And they understand that the Cubs get the best of the best in terms of equipment and treatment. They get the best of the best of, of facilities to work out of and, the people end up being a one when they were that damn good in 2016. It was because Theo Epstein did above and beyond in terms of, of player recognition in terms of what they are as a person. And he mm-hmm. fit not only players that could play on the field, but guys who could fit in that locker room and, and end up being close with each other, close teams win. And that's what kind of we're seeing right now. I think we're seeing a culmination of a lot of work, that has happened over the course of this season. And for it to just show in one series is nice, right? It's a good team. It's something to build on. And it's something these guys will remember next year when they're playing a team like the Mets or the Padres or the Dodgers and go, hey, we can play with anybody. We know we can come into a baseball game with maybe a Trey Turner and a Carlos Rodon and, and a Jacob DeGrom. I know we were teasing that a little bit over the course of you know this series too. How great would he look at a Cub uniform? But those are the guys who you bring in and it, it makes you change to that left lane, that passing lane to get where you need to go as quick as you can. There's some teams who are in it right now. They're winning their divisions. They've clinched their playoff spot. But I think that the Cubs have moved into the middle. They've moved into that middle lane, and they're just looking for somebody to hop in the car and get you to that left lane. And that's exactly why we're hearing all these rumors. It's exactly why all these agents, they see it. They see that the Cubs are building some special and I think not only do these players want to be a part of it, but these agents want their players to be a part of it as well. Juice, I will say this right now, and I will say this till the end of time for the Cubs on Tap show. If there's anybody I need a good analogy for and from, it's going to be you. 
I'm just I'm just going to default to the juice. I'm going to say, hey, we need a good analogy for this. Help me out here. Because you know what? You put it perfectly, Juice. You, you put it perfectly. This team took a step forward. You passed from the right lane to the middle lane, right? Now it's the time, right? Now it's the time you, you 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 tune the engine up a little extra, right? You get the the bells and whistles on the car. Those are those, you know, elite players that you can get in free agency that help you get to the left lane and be that speedster that just continues forward. And I think that's a great way of putting it. And you know what, just you brought up a great point too that I, I don't want to pass up because we as Cubs fans, and especially us here at Cubs on Tap this season, have seen a lot of David Ross slander. And I think from the overall landscape that I've seen so far, we are probably one of the more David Ross pro shows that I've seen, admittedly, or just in general, maybe groups, I should say, and more so in general. And here's a couple stats and, and thoughts and I'm going to go to the comments here and thank you also to everybody in our comments tonight for the lively comment section. Cause this is also, also so much fun when you guys are, are popping in. But as Scott says here, he says VS stats by stats, the Cubs are the first team in MLB history to have 30 plus fewer wins than their opponent entering a three game road series and yet sweep the series every game by three plus runs. That's a big statement to make. When you come in as that much of an underdog, hell, the I think it was last night's game. I saw this all over social media today, Juice. The Cubs were the 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 first team in terms of betting. They were the biggest upset of the season in terms of odds. They were plus 340 on the money line against Jacob deGrom, and they won. That was the top baseball upset of the season from a gambling standpoint. And that should say a lot because, you know, we, I think, can start to put the David Ross doesn't know what his role is as a manager to bed. And and the reason I say that, first off, Jake, this is for, for me and for Jake, and this is for our little fantasy crew. He says, I'll never speak of David Peterson ever <laughs> again. And the reason he does that, Juice, is because he's in the playoffs. Jake's got a good team, smart kid, right? And uh, he picks up David Peterson today, and he was like, I need, I need a good night from him. And we all kind of told him in the group chat, we're like – it might not work out that way, and it didn't. And so we all apologized and and, and gave him some some uh, some sympathy. But in the same breath, he says, Hap gave a huge shout-out to Rossi on the compound today, and it made him so happy. And I think that's such a big point, right? Because the players are bought in. They like Ross. They play hard for Ross. You don't win a series against a – we got to keep the we can't we can't go back to the the swing and meat here. You were here for this juice. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's, we, <laughs> we we're gonna can't. have to have a, a an MA TVMA uh, rating if if we I know, go hanging meat in a second. We <laughs> <laughs> we we need to go. We need to go back to the right. Like the you don't win a series against a team like the Mets. Unless the players are bought into your manager and the culture, just exactly like you said, Juice. I'm just I'm just over here building off exactly what you said, my friend. And and our comments are doing the exact same thing here, right? Scott coming in, he says, hopefully the Ross is a terrible manager is put to bed. Um, and just quickly, he says, even though Ron has him covered up, I'm actually in a different location in my basement tonight. So for everybody that's curious where the Ross painting is, he's not covered up. He's not gone. He's actually like right over there. Um. Long story short, Mama Luce had hip replacement surgery. She's sleeping on that side of the house, and you all have heard me on this show. I'm incredibly loud on a microphone, so I'm trying to let her sleep. So I'm on the opposite side of my basement tonight. That's Smart the move. Only yeah, David Ross has gone nowhere. He's over there. He looks really good. The painting is beautiful. I can see it from here. I can only see the side profile, but I can see it from here. But nonetheless, Juice, I, I, I think that is such a – you're very welcome, Jake, for your public pity uh, pity for your fantasy team. <laughs> but I, I really do think this is the series, Juice, that if I'm a Cubs fan and I'm like, son of a bitch, I need something to grasp to for this offseason to have faith and hope and just excitement for what this team could do, especially, like you said, especially with the rumors that came out today. Trey Turner and the Cubs have mutual interest. Carlos Rodon and the Cubs have mutual interest. You don't think there's going to, like you said, you don't think there's going to be a ton of other free agents lined up that want to come play in Chicago? 
Wrigley at 120 on a Friday is special. Wrigley any time of the year is special. The Chicago Cubs are a fucking special franchise. You don't do what the Cubs do. You're not losers for 108 seasons and sell out 100 lost seasons if you're not special. It's There's a reason. I'm going to go back to it right now, Juice. I'm calling out every son of a bitch and motherfucker on the south side of Chicago that said, it's different here because your roster looks different. No, it is truly different here because Chicago Cubs baseball is unique. There is nothing like it in the MLB. There's nothing like it, as a matter of fact, in the world. I got the pleasure of watching somebody tear up and just have this moment of jubilee and excitement this summer them stepping in Wrigley Field for the first time. There is truly nothing like it. Marcus Stroman's not going out there telling people that that, that Wrigley's different and Cubs fans are the best if it's not real. There's there's no reason Seiya Suzuki's passing up playing on the West Coast to be closer to home to Japan with his pregnant wife if Wrigley Field is not different. I'm screaming from the rooftops. I'm screaming from the fucking the top of the Sears Tower because I don't care it's called Willis anymore. This team is different, Juice, and you get Trey Turner in here. You get Carlos Rodon in here. 2023 looks wildly different, and I the, the, the only reason I am so fired up, Juice, and I know you're, you're feeling this way too, tonight's win caps off perhaps the biggest exclamation point of the season to this point. You took down not only a playoff contender, not only a team that's first place in the NL East for pretty much the entire season, the team that some of their best pitching on the mound in their own building in a playoff run stretch for them where they have the Braves so close on their ass that they could smell what they ate for breakfast. And the Cubs come in and just take it away from them in three games. And holy shit, Juice. This might be, and we we do a lot of shows here. This, I believe, is episode sure. 88 of the season so far. Wow. That just since just since the start of the regular season, my friend. This is yeah. episode 88 of Cubs on Tap. It's impressive. I have not been this excited about the Chicago Cubs all season long. Because tonight's win caps off, like I said, perhaps the most important series this team could have rolling into the offseason because as Scott says here and it, this is incredibly true and we might talk about it just like we did that that winter when they signed John Lester this team is giving me 2014 vibes with a win like tonight and with a series win like tonight because you now all of a sudden have marquee players in baseball wanting to be a part of something special and like you said you you got to witness it yesterday juice it starts from the bottom it starts with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans making the playoffs. Shout out to the low A team. It, it starts with the South Bend Cubs making the playoffs and, and winning in comeback fashion in high A. It come it it's the double A Smokies making the playoffs. And you know what? Maybe even if the Iowa Cubs aren't going to make the playoffs, they still had a lot of talent pass through their doors this season. Still have a lot of talent there right now. It is truly hashtag, it's hashtag, it's different here. This is the series where that hashtag that has lived all season long, in my opinion, Juice, is completely personified. I can agree with that. And I think to kind of put it in an even crazier, you know, kind of point to what you kind of said to build on, if this is how this team plays with nothing to play for, imagine how they play with something to play for. Yes. And I think that's mm. – if that's <laughs> – if that's not just something that gets Jed and Carter Hawkins and, and Dan Kandrowitz like out of out of bed, ready to make the best possible offer for a very talented, you know, free agent class that's going to be here uh, this winter, or to get creative with their payroll or with their their trade pieces as well, yeah. and bring in talent, you know, via the winter meetings as well. I, I think that that's something that you know we'll obviously talk you know in more depth as we get closer to those things, but. I, th I think that when you're when you're watching your ball club who are very young and very uh, uh, learning on the job, let's face it, there are a lot of adjustments being made throughout this lineup. And that I mean it, it go it ranges from everything to 
living in America and playing the American style baseball to, you know, playing every day and playing different positions like Christopher Morrell. When you're seeing teams handicapped like they are, but still go out and, and play clean baseball. And let's face it over the course of these three games, it may have been the cleanest three baseball games that they played. I mean, mm-hmm. they, in terms of execution, there was very little that was left on the table over the course of three games. And they did it against, like you said, very solid pitching and a very good Mets team that, I mean, let, we talked about it earlier on in the season. The Mets looked like the team that was going to come out of the NL and, and represent the NL in the World Series. I don't know what that is now. Still could. But, you know, with that said, like I said earlier, a team with nothing to play for came in with three weeks left in the season and played three of the cleanest baseball games of the season. It's no coincidence that that points back to the bases that you're building. And when you're building bases like that, you're going to miss. Trust me. We're going to be back on this show talking about somebody that they signed or somebody that they traded for that didn't work out. But when you're building a base like that, you're building fail safes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the Cubs have a lot of those in the minors and the Cubs have each other in the dugout right now. And I think that's something that is tough to build. It's tough to instill. And that's why maybe David Ross doesn't get the best in-game managerial quote or uh, report card for this season. But the most important thing when you're building from the ground up is building an expectation and the Cubs and David Ross have absolutely done, done that for this season under in next to impossible circumstances, because there's a lot of guys on this roster who won't be there next year, who are going to be somewhere else, or maybe even out of baseball. Maybe this is the only you know type of show that run that they get, but I'll tell you what, man, it's going to be interesting to see, how this all comes together in the off season and them moving from that left, that right lane to the middle just felt so good. It really did this weekend. And I think that while at the beginning of the season, I probably would have told you that the light at the end of the tunnel was much further out as this season has progressed. I've moved closer and closer and closer to, they're not that far away, man. They're really not. And they have a lot of assets to play with, a lot of payroll to play with, a lot of bullets in the chamber to unload. And it's all about figuring out which guys fit, which guys want to come, which guys want to be here. And when you do that, you have a good manager that's building a culture. When you got a good culture and you got good baseball players and you have good facilities and you have great fans, it's a recipe for 120s at Wrigley to be just amazing. And I'm ready for it. I'm hoping next year is something that we can look at in a different light. I know it's been difficult for you to sit on these shows for a lot of it. It's been difficult for me. But it's nice to sit on one of these shows and go, hmm, I can see where they're going with this. Because there are a lot of times this year where we went, I don't know, man. This This looks like a long time that we're going to be doing these sad sack shows where, you know, we're, we're both like, what the hell is going on here? But Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, it was nice to sit and watch this type of baseball. I, nothing gets me more jazzed than watching the Cubs play a clean game because you're not beating yourself. And that's a recipe for good success. And they did that. They swept the Mets. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just as excited as you are. And, and I don't want any of these Cub fans or anybody, you know, jumping into your DMs or, or your mentions on Twitter telling you, don't get excited. You know, it's, it's one report and where does these, you know, where's this source even come from? There is no reason why that was released other than the fact that the Cubs were taking it to the Mets today that it, in this week. That is exactly why real agents do this. They go out, they set a market, they set a destination. They let that that team come to the table, and I am very much confident that those two players that were in that that mention in that Twitter post, they'll be they'll be a seat at the table for the Cubs with their nameplate sitting there, and 
the Cubs are going to be the ones holding the gun at the end of it. They'll be the one if they want to fire and take that 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 player over and, and add him to their roster, they're going to have plenty of opportunity to do it, plenty of funds to make it happen. Absolutely. It's – this is going to sound funny. I know, I know there's a lot of this, and it maybe doesn't get said a ton in Cubs Twitter anymore, but it was during that stretch run for a long time there. It kind of feels good to be a Cubs fan right now, Juice. It kind of feels good to have a team that has capital to spend money. It kind of feels good to have a team that has a sense of direction, it has a sense of culture, it has a sense of history, it has a sense of tradition, it has a sense of pride that people want to be a part of because it's truly unique to baseball. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like Wrigley. There's nothing like the Chicago Cubs. There is nothing like the city of Chicago as a whole. In in my humble opinion, and I think in – hundreds of thousands and even millions of people's humble opinions it is truly something special and just a quick couple, a couple comments here juice before uh you know we start to look a little bit ahead and 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 we'll certainly ride this one of the off day i don't know about you guys i will be participating in the unofficial hashtag crackham movement on thursday to celebrate this cubs uh victory uh in case you guys didn't know as part of on tab sports net the weekend starts on thursday if anybody tells you otherwise don't listen to them uh but we got Jeremiah here in the comments. He says, look at the Mets. They're in first place and only filled up one half or one quarter of their stadium when the Cubs are in third and they have a packed house on a Tuesday. And that's true. That, that really is some of the Cubs' difference. I, I, I completely agree. Um, also, a fun comment from Jeremiah. He says, is it just me or does Morel look like Hobby did in 2014? And I do kind of get that vibe, right? You see you see some of that, just, just to quickly add, right? Two incredible defensive plays tonight at shortstop. It, really, really good in the field. I mean, the guy is – unbelievably athletic and talented. There is nothing about it. The bat's going to come around. He's young. Let's not forget people. I think, I think he just turned 23, right? Like I hate to break it to you, but like I was still learning how to not be a drunk college kid at 23. <laughs> so like there's a lot of, he's, he's good. He'll be just fine. I promise. Um, and then just a couple of last comments, just before I turn it back over to you for some closing thoughts here, uh, our friend, Mr. Joey Ricotta, who by the way, <laughs> By the way, Cubs fans, if you guys are big bettors, doesn't have to necessarily be on baseball. Little on tap bets plug here. Uh, Mr. Joe Ricotta was number one in efficiency uh, with uh, a partner of ours here at On Tap Sports and Tally site uh, where you can go and log all your bets and see how you did. And it keeps a running tally for the season. NFL week one, there was not a single person that bet with Tally site that was better than our boy, Mr. Joey Ricotta. So, hey, you want to win money? I'm going to tail him in week two. I don't know about you, Juice, but I'm going to tail him in week two, even though I went four for five on my own bets in week one. There you go. Yeah, we had a good week in week one. Um, but our boy, he says he sweet, but he misses sour juice. And and juice, I'll He'll tell you back. what, I, I'm sure he will at some point, at least for a, a quick, you know, quick cameo nonetheless. But I, I will say this, Juice. I think this sums it up perfectly, and this is going to be my final thought. And I think this truly exemplifies how we have engineered this episode and what we've discussed so far. And I obviously want to turn it over to you before we go ahead and look forward. As Scott says here, he says, no more sour juice. It's all happy juice. <laughs> From now on, because I, I truly believe, right? We're in the stretch run here. We're 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 at this point now where we're looking. We're starting to look as Cubs fans a little bit to the offseason. It's true. We're not going to try and deny it. There is so much to be excited about between now and opening day next season. And I, I'm I'm already prepared to to be at opening day next season. I think we're going to make we'll this an annual Cubs on Tap tradition where all of us will be there. We're even gonna we're even gonna get Tyler up here from fucking Kentucky if we have to. Oh yeah, we will. I'll tell you right now. This is probably the most optimistic as Cubs fans. I arguably could say we have been since maybe 2018. I think we there the the uphill trajectory is visible. The vision of the front office is visible. The excitement around the ball club is incredibly visible there's going to be a lot less sour juice and a lot more happy juice i think in the future my friend because this team has this again i i i will sit here and i will die on this hill in this 2022 season this met series is the one that in 20 years from now if somebody asks me what was your highlight of the 2022 cubs season when they were not good 
I will say the New York Mets series in the middle of September in New York where the Mets were sitting in first place with the Braves nipping at their heels like a fucking chihuahua. The Cubs came in, took care of business, got great pitching, great defense, great bats, and they took care of it and got the big old fucking sweep of and a it really all, good baseball team. And it all started with getting Rafael Ortega out of the lineup. Hey, he had a <laughs> I'm just kidding. He did have it. He did have he a good. Yeah. He 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 was heating up a little bit as I know day. it. Was. It, it, it was, for him it was, to get hurt. We just had I just had to be you know Scott dropped dropped in a little sour juice there. Gotta I had to I had to drop a little bit of. No, you're right, Ron. And I think my I'll just throw in my final thoughts for for this series yeah. before we move on. But I think that while yeah, this this definitely you know shows that there's some success and there's some building points. I think it also shows that they made the right decision last trade deadline. I think very much if you look around on the way that those players that they traded away are performing, I think it's pretty safe to say that if those guys were all together for another season and another run, we maybe be in a similar spot right now in the division. Mm -hmm. I think we absolutely would with the seasons that they put together. And I kind of wanted to save this for an end of the year show, but it fits so well with what we were talking about on today's show that when they flipped that that script and they moved on from the players that we all loved, it it was hard for them as it was for us. But in the end, guys like Jed Hoyer and, and Carter Hawk need to do what's best for their for building their vision. And Javi Baez hasn't had a very good season. Chris Bryant was hurt for a lot of it. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, that one hurts to get away. But let's be honest, is his, are his stats the same if he's not playing in that short porch in, in Yankee Stadium? I don't know. I mean, Kyle Schwarber was hot for a while. I haven't looked at or heard his name in a long time. Yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting thing to go back and look. And I'm not not bad mouthing those players, but there are times where we did this show and we our comments were filled with why are we trading away all-stars. None of those guys that I just named had all-star seasons. None of them. And Jed Hoyer saw it coming. Those guys who he had brought in peaked. They were at the best of their ability at 2016. Did we want that to be that? No. But after that, they never got better. And when you see that, you have to make difficult decisions. Tonight's ball game definitely shows a switch and gears, it shows that the gear switch is working, and it shows that a lot of us who sit here and badmouth the front office need to trust what they see because that's their job, and they see a thousand times more than we do and know way more than we do and have people working in the front office that are analyzing these stats daily, and I think the hardest thing for us when we made that switch was to let go of the guys who brought you a championship. But in hindsight, I don't think there are many people arguing that it wasn't the right move now. I mean, knowing what we know now and knowing how the minor league system is booming and seeing the, the seasons that those players put up, yeah, it's one season. And I'm sure Chris Bryant will be back and healthy next year and having you know his normal – MVP like run, but maybe he's not. And maybe this is what he is. Either way, the Cubs brought back prospects that filled it, and you're building that next great Cubs team underneath it. And if you're watching any of the minor league teams, it's working. There's tons of talent down there, and they're fun yeah. and they're coming, man, and nothing's stopping them. And when Chris Bryant is 34, you're going to have a 25 year old right fielder that, you know, is, is stuck out there. And he was a reason you came, he came back or a Pete Crow Armstrong when Javi Baez is striking out at, at player at pitches that's in the left batter's box for the 19th billionth time that we've ever watched. And you're going to have a guy like Pete Crow Armstrong running around the bases, causing havoc. I've watched plenty of it. Guy's a stud. It's hard to make those decisions. It's hard to be bad. It's hard to have the seasons we had. 
But let's be honest here. The payoff is so much better when they beat a team like this and you see, like we talked about, Ron, that vision. It's there, man. And they move to the middle lane. And I hope everybody who's watching this team is moving to the middle lane with them because you're going to get left behind if you don't. Amen to that, my friend. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, just a quick piece of, uh, of information here. Uh, Seah's getting an, an MRI, understandably so, because he got the shit kicked out of him tonight. Uh, thank goodness, because that's what needs to happen. Um, but nonetheless, man, I, I completely agree with you. And this this one's fun. I'm pretty sure Donor Swy Vargas <laughs> is the is one of the original fart gas members. I know Vargas was too. Um, but he's up there. We remember him. We'll remember him even when this Cubs team is competitive. And I think that just shows you the evolution of where this team is going, Juice. And just as Scott says here too, does Grom is a team that could score more than one run per game? I agree. I agree because yeah, I, I believe it's... according to a Mets fan here, uh, you guys caught us at the right time offense to play quite trash. Well, you know what? Your offense still needs to win ball games. Degrom was still on the mound; he could have shut the Cubs out, and the the Mets could have gotten you know to the Cubs bullpen late, and uh, they didn't. So things happen; things happen for a reason, Juice. But uh, as much as we'd love to sit here and just mull over what great series this was for the Cubbies, we will go ahead and look forward um, again as a little bit of a precursor. Not entirely sure what the schedule for shows looks like for us this Cubs season. Again, we have a lot of contributors here for the Cubs side that also cover other sports that are starting to start up. So um, focuses have become a little elsewhere. Um, but we are for sure going to be back with you on Sunday. Maybe we'll be back with you before then. Who knows? We'll we'll, we'll find out together. Um, but we'll go ahead and look forward. And also, this is gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug something here, Juice, with this little preview because uh, we'll we'll start with Friday's game because. At 120, a beautiful 120 start at Wrigley Field on Friday, September 16th. The Rockies will pay a visit to the Chicago Cubs at beautiful Wrigley Field. If you are in the Denver market, you can listen to this on the KOA 850 AM radio station or AT&T Sportsnet uh, Rocky Mountains. And then if you're listening in Chicago, you know the drill. 670 the score, WRTO 1200, and this will be on Marquee Sports Network from a visual perspective. And if you're out of market, this will be on MLB Network. On Friday, um, Saturday, Sunday, obviously, they also play both 120 starts. It'll be Miley on the bump against Urania on Saturday, and then Feltner will take the bump for the Rockies against Assad on Sunday. Um, also worth mentioning, uh, for anybody that listens to the show, if you're uh, if you're in town and have Friday to go to a game, I have Cubs tickets in the bleachers for Friday that I can't use anymore, and Sure, I can sell them and whatever and make a little bit of money back. Um, if you're a Cubs on Tap listener and you want them, DM me at Loose on Tap. My DMs are open. I will happily transfer to you. Just the only thing I ask is you take a couple photos while you're there and show us you're having a good time. Uh, and you purchase at least one adult beverage uh, if you can. Um, and just again. Send us a little hashtag crack them because that's all I ask for. Um, would rather give them to somebody who's going to go and just enjoy the game rather than sell them to some person that might not even enjoy it. So little little personal plug there. I bought these tickets literally on like March 31st at the beginning of the season because <laughs> I was like, Chris Bryant's coming back. He's hurt. Yeah. I'm going to be able to go. I can't. And so I have these Friday tickets, two of them in the bleachers. If somebody wants them, please seriously just reach out to me. Uh, otherwise, I got to put them up on one of the ticket sites and sell them for a third of the price. And it, I, I would rather just give them to somebody who's going to go and enjoy the game. So if you're a Cubs on tap listener and you want them at loose on tap, DM me. We'll figure it out. But nonetheless, Juice, I want to turn it back over to you, my friend. Preview for the series coming up this weekend. Cubs are off tomorrow. Again, like I said, I'm going to go hashtag crack them and celebrate a Cubs sweep over the Mets tomorrow. Your thoughts for the Rocky series this weekend, my friend. I'm actually really interested to see this series because while this Mets series was great, it's sandwiched between there's an off day and it's so easy for them to get off the gas. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you should absolutely celebrate the wins that you shouldn't have, but you should beat the teams in, into the ground that you should beat. And the Rockies – and the Cubs are very similar in terms of their talent on the ball field right now. So go out there and beat the teams you should. Keep gaining that momentum going into the offseason. That's what we talked about. I want them to win as many games as they can over this stretch because I think in a lot of ways it, it, it's going to help them build that culture even further. And it'd be nice to see some of these guys who 
have had really good seasons, put the cherry on top of it at the end of the year and uh, win two out of three, you know, do what you can to, to go out there and, and beat a team that you should beat and keep building on this Mets series that, you know, this is, this is the base that you built. Now start putting the chocolate sauce on it, the sprinkles, the, the nuts, the whipped cream, and then, you know, put the cherry on the top at the end of your season and uh, get some R and R, and and we'll uh, we'll talk about the potential players that are going to be joining your ball club going in the off season. So, but all of it starts with having a good series against the the Rockies. You know, seeing Saya, you know, going to get an MRI. Hopefully, he's all right. He'll be able able to get in that lineup after the off day, um, so he can you know continue to get at bats in the major leagues and and cap off his first you know season here over uh, across the pond. Um, and, and just continue to play clean baseball. I think that that's something that you could really build going into the future. I, I think that that's a way you win and keep keep doing that over the course of the end of the season here. So that way, when you go into the offseason, you've learned how to win and they can hit the ground running next year and, and be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think for me, this series is I just want to continue to see good pitching. Right. Uh, you know, tomorrow we got or not tomorrow, Friday. Well, tomorrow when most people are probably listening to this, but Friday you got Stroman on the bump. Uh, obviously, Saturday is going to be Miley, probably piggybacked by Wesneski. And then Sunday is going to be Assad. I just want to continue to see that pitching do well. And to your point, Juice, just take the momentum into this series. The Rockies are the same record as, as the Cubs. Admittedly, I think the Cubs are probably more talented as a whole unit. Go ahead and, and, and take it to him. Like you said, two or three. I'm not ballsy enough to be like our buddy Tyler Edmonds and call a sweep on, on, on live mic like he did. Hey, but kudos. Hold on. Kudos to, to Tyler, though. Seriously. Damn right. He, he came on Monday's show. We talked about a winner. And I was like, what do you see for the next two games of this series? And he goes, I'm predicting a sweep. And I was like, really? And he was like, really? And son of a bitch. It came to fruition. He was right. The Cubs got the sweep. Um, maybe not a sweep, but son of a, I, I'm right there with you, Juice. Two out of three looks just as good against the Rockies because you take that momentum into a, a couple of road series with the, the Marlins and the Pirates, and then you got one last uh, home series that isn't an NL Central opponent against the Phillies, and then you got a home-and-home home, uh, set of series with the Reds to end the year. So, like, we are coming down to the wire. Um, rumor has it I might be at the ballpark in one of those Phillies games, too. I'm very excited. There about you that. go. Yeah, we'll get out one more time before the year's over. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, man, and, and just if you're in the Chicagoland area and you can go to games this weekend, I'm, I'm actually upset that I can't. Um, just as Jeremiah says here in the comments, 120 games at Wrigley are chef's kiss. Get out to the ballpark if you can. Tickets are at a very reasonable price right now. You got the Cubs playing pretty good baseball, truthfully, right now. Go take in a game at Wrigley because I'll tell you what, you're, we're all going to sit here and bitch from October 8th until opening day that we want to be at Wrigley Field. So go take it in. Enjoy it. Don't forget about it. Uh, because the Cubs still got plenty of baseball left to play, and hopefully they can take another series win against the Rockies. But, Juice, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. Please like, rate, review, uh, share with your friends the podcast. We, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, wherever it is that you listen to us, um, we, we certainly hope you share us. And, um, again, Five-star ratings are greatly appreciated if you truly adore us. And if we can't be, tell us what we can do better because we want to be better for you guys, uh, our listeners. You know the drill. Uh, you can listen and follow along with us on social media. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. That's Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app. Juice is at Juice on Tap on the Bluebird app. Loose on Tap, Juice on Tap, Loose on Tap, Juice on Tap. If you know, you know. You can also follow all of our other great contributors and uh, co-hosts at Joey Knows Nothing, at Teddy Freddy 270 at Bulls Guy Robin, at Brandon M. Kane. They all do a great job 
for us here at Cubs on Tap. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, you know the drill. Uh, we got it all here at On Tap Sports. And that Bears coming off a big win. Got Packers this week. Uh, Bulls and Blackhawks also starting up very soon. Blackhawks got prospect camp coming up this weekend. Um, and shit, I mean, we're we're less than 30 days away from, from puck drop. I, I think we're, what, maybe 45 days away from tip-off for the Bulls. I mean, it's it's coming quick, folks, so be sure to be dialed in and plugged in with your favorite teams here at Ontap Sports. And, and, yes, Cubs fans, we all know the drill. We all have, like, friends that some reason like to torture themselves and root for the Southsiders. Be sure to send them to our friends that also torture themselves and cover the team over at Sox on Tap. Big game for them tomorrow. Big game for them tomorrow. Uh, those boys do a great job covering the Southsiders. So, again, be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, you guys obviously listen to the right side of town, listen to us here at Cubs on Tap. But, again, we all have friends that root for the wrong side of town. It's fine. We get it. Send them to our boys at Sox on Tap. They'll keep them covered, entertained, happy, and excited about what's going on at 35th and Shields. Again, ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on social media, the ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Juice, it's always a pleasure to join you, my friend. Thank you to everybody who joined us in the comments this evening. Uh, this was a fun show. Again, we are all hyped up about a Mets sweep for the Cubbies. Uh, the boys are back on Friday at Wrigley Field. We're going to take an R&R day just as the Cubs will on Thursday. Uh, but Juice, what do you say, my friend? We get out of here the only one how it Cubs on tap? FTC and tip your bartenders. FTC, absolutely tip your bartenders. And let's go, Cubs.